idea will not become part of your common currency of thought until it has been repeated over and over, and you begin to live by it. You have been taught to believe that God exists outside of you, but I say you are all imagination. That God exists in us and we in Him. That our eternal body is the imagination and that is God Himself. I mean every word I have just said, but it is a new thought. Until this new idea becomes a part of your thinking, every time you hear the word God, your mind will go out to something you have conceived to be God. From the lecture Brazen Impudence from 1968 by Neville Goddard. Interestingly, a few weeks ago, we had a little argument on my Facebook group through comments because there was someone saying that Neville was religious when I had said that he wasn't religious while he was spiritual. Yes, he was definitely, most definitely spiritual, but he wasn't religious. So, first of all, there are a lot of people that are confusing religious with spiritual. Let me tell you guys, if you think it's the same thing, that's coming from your confusion, from your mind that is not clear about what is spirituality and what is being religious. I have always been a spiritual person. I've never been a religious person, even though I got stuck a few years in my life in a religion. But this is why, by the time I found Neville Goddard and his teaching, I was so done with religions that I would have never listened to this guy if I had the impression that he was religious. But I quickly understood that he was spiritual, but he wasn't religious. Because Neville taught that God is your awareness. God is within you. God is your imagination. And you are God having a physical experience. That's what you are. That's what we are. We are God having a physical experience in this third dimensional world or third dimensional reality. And what you can conceive in your mind will be true to you no matter what it is, good, bad, neutral, possible, impossible, whatever. What you conceive to be true will be true to you because as God of your own reality, meaning your life, you decide what you want to be and do. You are all imagination and imagination is God. There is no God outside of you. Do you know any religious person who believes in a God inside of them, knowing and believing that they are God? No. 
Religious people usually believe what Neville talks about in this lecture. They believe in a God outside of them. Their mind goes directly to a God outside of them, to something, some force that is outside of them and that they are calling God. Very recently, I was talking to a friend who actually has discovered Neville Goddard. Not only her, but her husband and her daughter have discovered the law of assumption. And she told me that for her, it is still hard to believe in a God inside of her. She still believes of God out there. And that's exactly what Neville says here. If you have been taught to believe that God exists outside of you, every time you hear the word God, your mind will go out to something that you have conceived to be God. And the way we conceive God, it's part of what? Well, it's part of our self-concept. It's part of our consciousness. And you know that consciousness and self-concept can be used interchangeably. They mean the same thing. They are the same thing. Your concept of self is your consciousness, what you are conscious of, what you believe that exists out there and for yourself, basically. That's both your self-concept and your consciousness. So... If you are conscious of a God outside of you, it's going to be harder for you, definitely, to understand this law and to exercise this law to your benefit fully. Because you are always going to believe that there is that force outside of you that may or may not agree with your desire. Or that some things are allowed, maybe, and some other things not so much. As a matter of fact, in this lecture, Brazen Impedance, that I encourage you to read or listen to, Neville says that there was someone to whom he told the story, how he manifested his second wife, who was apparently offended. And we see this today, 60 years later, 40 years later, no matter how much later it is, that are still getting very offended when we talk about manifesting a specific person. Isn't it interesting? This is 50 years later. I mean, as of the time of the lecture, not as of the time of when that happened, which was much longer than that. And you still have people who get offended when we are talking about manifesting a specific person. Just yesterday, I was telling one of my clients here locally that there is no free will. And I know we've talked about this before, but it was as if she had never heard it before. Because maybe she was not even ready to register this with her mind that we have no free will. And interestingly, that same evening, we discussed with a client how people have zero free will based on her own experience, based on the fact that she was discussing how her imaginal act was acting 
on someone's mind as if that person had no free will whatsoever. And this is so true. If you pay attention, you will, you will see that. You will see how people in your reality are just a reflection of your thinking, a reflection of what you believe, a reflection of your assumptions. In this lecture, Brazen Impudence, Neville talks about the story, how he managed to get his first wife to divorce him, something he had wanted for a while. And because he imagined himself being with the wife that he wanted to marry, his second wife, something happened that made his current wife to do something that she should have never done and never done it where she's done it. But because he imagined something that happened. And in that lecture, he says, every being in the world will serve your purpose so that in the end you will say, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. They will move under compulsion to do your will just as my wife did. You see, there is that scripture in the Bible that says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And when you are brainwashed by several limiting, twisted beliefs of religions, you do not even understand what this scripture means. But that's exactly what it means. It means that based on our imaginal act, and when I say imaginal act, by the way, remember that you do not imagine only when you close your little eyes and imagine a scene. We imagine all the time. Based on your imaginal act, based on your assumption, people will act a certain way. Why? Because as the textbook of the law says it here, they do not know what they are doing. Why? Because they do not have free will. People in your world don't have free will. They never do. So again, you know, you have those teachers and coaches who teach you that it is wrong to manifest a specific person. <laughs> As if we didn't always manifested a specific person. We always do manifest specific people whether it's your boss, whether it's your neighbors, whether it's whoever, they are specific people and you have manifested them in your life. And not only you have manifested them, but you have manifested them in the version that they are. So if you have read and heard people say that it is wrong to manifest a specific person, they just don't understand this law. They just completely don't understand this law. Because you always manifest specific people and you always make them do things according to your imaginal act. So no matter what it is, good, bad, or neutral, it is not their thoughts but yours that they are going to reflect back onto you. And again, 
this lecture, Brazen Impudence, really shows that. So be sure to read it or to listen to it. And by the way, I was inclined to read again this beautiful lecture from Neville, Brazen Impudence, because Tanya mentioned it just a couple of days ago in my Facebook group. So thank you, Tanya. This gave me the desire to read it again and to share what I'm sharing today in my podcast because of it. Thank you for listening, guys. I truly appreciate you.